there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellwamby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome to the gathering, and we're going to jump into part two of the power of forgiveness. I'm gonna just recap um, for anybody that missed or just recap, I think, just some highlights of things. What we're gonna talk about are just tools we need in our tool belt of life so that we can whip out in a moment's notice. Um, Carpenters have them, painters have them, border patrol have them, policemen have them. You know, they carry on their belt just things they need in a moment's notice. And I think forgiveness is one of those tools. Last week we talked about why we should forgive or why we should talk about forgiveness. And I think, you know, one of the main reasons is we deal with imperfect people. We deal with people that are unkind, insensitive, don't tell the truth, or selfish. Um, They're just around. They take advantage of us. They abandon us in time of need. They misunderstand us, misconstrue. I mean, we just deal in a fallen world. And so if we're going to have people that do these things just because they're people and we're, we're all people, we all make mistakes, we need some tools so that we can walk free. Um, Another reason why we should talk about forgiveness and in your notes, if you want to write some of these down, um, you know, life is just tough. On earth it's challenging and it's difficult and if we don't forgive and we carry bitterness and resentment and anger in our hearts, we're the ones that lose. We're the ones that lose. And I said last week forgiveness is something you do for yourself, not your offender. I've heard many people say throughout the years of my, my work in social work and ministry, I'm never going to forgive. And I just look at them and I say, that's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot because you're the one that's going to lose in that situation. And we do. God gives us power. He gives us power to choose to forgive. And we talked about that. That's actually in the scripture. It says, if you forgive your sins will be forgiven. I think that's, I want to say it's in Luke, but I'd have to look it up. But it's in the podcast last week. So make sure you listen to part one if you missed. Um, forgiveness is a, it's 637. 637. It's a powerful tool in life, forgiveness is, and it's necessary for a healthy work environment, family, unity it's necessary in your marriage it's very critical component of you know churches 
and in relationships in general. So it's a powerful tool that God gives us to use. Another reason we're going to talk, we talked about forgiveness is it's just good self-care. It's a huge key to freedom in your life. A huge key. And in jumping on to why we need to forgive, I think forgiveness causes pain and turmoil in our hearts if we don't deal with it. The next reason, which is probably the most important reason why we need to forgive others, is plain and simple, because Jesus said so. And he said that in Luke 6.38. He said, forgive and you will be forgiven. So it's real clear. If we want forgiveness for our wrongs, then we need to be willing to forgive others. And um, I gave lots of examples. So again, listen to that podcast um, if you want more information. And then what is forgiveness? We talked about how forgiveness means to cancel or pardon a debt. It means to stop feeling angry or resentful of someone for an offense. And forgiveness puts us in control. We can't control what others do to us, but we can control how we respond. And God gives us that power. We talked about how forgiveness is not a choice, it's an act of the will. And your will is a very powerful, powerful thing. And we talked about a number of other things, but one, one point I want to bring out is forgiveness is laying down sometimes your right to be right. You can be right about something, but sometimes for peace or for unity, um, and I used the example of how my, one time I was talking to the Lord about my, my late husband and I said, Lord, I really feel like I'm right on this. And, you know, I wasn't backing down and he wasn't backing down on the issue. And the Lord said, I just felt like he said, you are right, but can you lay down your right to be right for reconciliation and unity? And I said, yeah. Took me a little bit, but I said, yeah, I can do that. And what are some signs and symptoms of unforgiveness? And this is just a brief recap that I'm doing. Anger. Anger is a sign of unforgiveness. Self-pity is a sign of unforgiveness. And I talked about times I was angry and, and um, dealt with self-pity and... Um, you know, unjustify, justifying our unkind words, our actions, is a sign we need to forgive. So now we're going to jump into part two. And that's a very, very brief recap. But part two, I want to start, and if you have your Bibles, um, if you want to turn to 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And this is how I want to start, because you may be sitting there and saying, 
but Kathleen, you have no idea what this person did to me. You have no idea of the betrayal or the hurt or the abuse or whatever. And I never want to minimize what you've been through at all. I know some things take a while to forgive and you may have to forgive over and over again. But Jesus tells us in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. I just think it's very pretty. In the um, NIV, it says, my grace is sufficient. And in the Passion Translation, it says, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. My grace is always more than enough for you. And my power, that's God's power, finds its full expression in your weakness. Doesn't that give you hope? Doesn't that give you hope? God's not just saying, get out there and forgive. He's saying, I'm going to help you. I'm on your side. I want you to do this because I want you free. But my grace is there for you. And I know for me, there have been many times in my life where I've said, Lord, I draw upon your grace because it's sufficient. It's what I need. I can't do this on my own, but with your help, I can do it. And God meets me. I can tell you, he meets me when I pray that prayer. So what is the difference in forgiveness and reconciliation? And we need to talk about this. Forgiveness is like surgery. When you choose to forgive somebody, and some offenses are little, you know, somebody just snaps at you and they're, you know, and then you have a Offenses like abuse and betrayal and that kind of thing that are that take a longer process. The greater the offense, I think the process can sometimes take longer and the healing can take longer. Just like surgery, you might have just a minor, you know, something done doesn't take that long. But and then you may have a surgery that's pretty major. And it takes the healing, takes, takes longer. I had um, surgery on my finger last year to repair something. And the surgery took an hour. But it was really six months before I had full function of it. So there's a difference in forgiving and healing of our hearts. And that is just real, I think, real important. And I think... What I want to bring out here is that you can choose to forgive and pray a prayer, Lord, I choose to forgive this person. And then I always think it's important to name it. You know, whether it's I choose to forgive my husband for making me mad or ignoring me or whatever, or I choose to forgive my boss for not keeping his promise. Name what the offense is, and then you can choose as an act of your will to forgive. And I have a prayer in the back that kind of spells it out, makes it simple in your notes that we'll go over at the end. <clears throat> but I think it's important to do that and then ask God to heal your heart. 
sometimes our heart needs healing in order to move forward. You know, you can have forgiveness, you can forgive and not have reconciliation. And let me explain what I'm talking about because we're talking about the difference in forgiving and reconciliation. I think that there's sometimes that we really need to set boundaries. And boundaries are something you do in your life. It's a boundary line you set, and you set it to protect yourself. It's just like if you own property, you have your boundary lines, what's yours and what's your neighbor's. And, um, you know, those define what is yours and what is your neighbor. And I think sometimes, especially in areas of abuse, unfaithfulness, betrayal, the healing takes time. And it is important that we can set boundaries. And we can choose to forgive, but that doesn't mean we have to be that person's best friend. Are you following me? You can be kind. You can be cordial. Um, again, the process might take a while, but you can also set a boundary and maybe not be in close relationship. And that's healthy. That helps you to heal. It protects you. It can protect your family in those, those ways. I'm happy to share more on that individually with you. Reconciliation. Let's talk about what reconciliation. It's a restoration of a healthy relationship. It's a restoration. And I think when we forgive, then we can be around our offender. When we choose to forgive and ask God for the grace, we can be around them and we're not tormented. We don't have that little knife turning in our stomach. It's like, oh my gosh, there they are. And you just replay everything that they did to you. God wants us to be free of that. And sometimes we have to make that choice to eject that video, you know, or just, um, you know, eject, eject that CD. We don't have to listen to it. Change the radio station. And what the enemy does is he tries to whisper in and bring up the offense, and before you know it, it's like we're just back in turmoil. And... And it's at that point, sometimes I have to say, okay, Lord, this still bothers me. I choose to forgive, and I ask you to heal my heart. So give your heart time to heal. Don't be so hard on yourself. I think as long as you're making progress, as long as you're trying to be obedient to God's word, he's going to meet you. And he promises that his grace is sufficient, is sufficient. But it's okay to set boundaries. And I do have a podcast um, that was, I think, sometime, sometime in this last year that's on boundaries if you want more information. So what are the benefits of forgiveness? You know, everybody wants to know what's the benefit. You know, what, what are you going to gain in this? And sometimes we have to look at the benefits in order to get to the end result. We're doing some remodeling right now. And I have to keep my eye because my house is totally upside down. I have to keep my eye on the end result, the end result, you know, that I'm going to have some new countertops and I've got new paint on my wall. And it's kind of like childbirth, you know, you go through it, but then you get that reward. 
that reward of that child. And so I think we need to look at the benefits of forgiveness because that helps us press forward in that. One of the main reasons and the benefits is forgiveness is something you do for yourself because you have value. You have value. You're a woman or a man of worth. You're a person of value. And so that's one of the number one benefits that I felt like God showed me is he said, you know, you're, you're a woman of value. The Lord restored just my, my um, um, understanding. I had a low self-esteem. I had some self-hate I needed to deal with. And when the Lord began to show me how he saw me and who I was in him, it totally raised my awareness of my value. And you, each one of you has value. So that's one of the main reasons that we need to forgive and as a benefit. And when we agree with God that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, forgiveness becomes easier. It becomes easier. Forgiveness, another benefit of forgiveness is it is a way to heal the pain that we can't avoid. We can't always, it's not a way to avoid the pain, but it's a way that we can, that we, a step we can take towards our healing. Just like if you had a physical ailment, you might need to see the doctor. The doctor might be saying you need surgery. And so you do that, not because you want to, but because it's what you need to do. So that's another benefit of forgiveness. Lord, yes. Forgiveness is a way to heal the pain, but it's not a way to avoid it. Laura, would you go see if we can turn the air up in here? You know, we talked, there's suffering sometimes in pain, and we can pretend. I know that there were times I put up walls and just pretended that didn't hurt. I stuffed the pain. And the Lord brought me to a place where he said, it's time we take all this stuff out and we deal with it so that you can be free. And... When we admit that an offense cost us and we let go of it, then we declare our trust in God. And so there's just some things and situations we can't avoid because we can't control other people. We might try, but we can't really. And we can't re we control how they respond or react or what they think about us. All the time, we, we can't do that. But the Lord will meet us, like I said. And let me just give you, in Romans 12, 19, what this says. It says, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says, says the Lord. And so when we lay down sometimes our right to be right, or we let go of an offense, 
then we release that person to the Lord to deal with. And it's really up to him because he's God, we're not. Another benefit of forgiveness is it brings peace to your heart. It brings peace to your heart. And for me, it's helped end some of the turmoil that my heart's been in. Because unforgiveness just robs you of energy. It really does. And I want to say here, too, um, that you're fun to be around. You know, have you ever met somebody and they're just angry, they're bitter, they're all the time complaining about something? They're not a whole lot of fun to be around. They're just not. And I remember one time there was a woman and our kids played together and we would, you know, sometimes go to lunch, take the kids to the park and that kind of thing. And um, I finally had to set a boundary because what happened is she was whining about her husband. She was whining about her in-laws. She was whining about her kids. She was whining about her house. She was whining about this and that. And all of a sudden I started whining. I started picking that up you know, kind of like a bad cold or something, or COVID. And I finally had to say, this is not good for, in any way, I can still be cordial. I still let our kids play, but I limited the amount of time I spent with her. That's an example, a good example of a boundary. So you're a lot more fun to be around when you forgive. And although we've been hurt severely, the healing can begin. And I want to leave you with this promise or give this promise to you. And you might need to write this down on an index card. But it says in Psalm 147, verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And the Passion Translation says, He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. Isn't that beautiful? That's such a great promise that when we, as an act of obedience, choose to forgive someone, ask God to heal our heart, then the process begins. And God says, this is what he does. It also says in Isaiah 61 that Jesus' job description was to bind up the brokenhearted. And I use this a lot when I minister to and do seminars on grief, but it goes for everything in life because sometimes there are offenses that happen and our hearts are broken, our hearts are shattered, and they need healing. And forgiveness, another benefit of forgiveness is it keeps our hearts pure with God. It's an act of obedience, and it keeps our heart pure. And when we do not forgive... We put ourselves in bondage. And when we forgive, we set ourselves free. Unforgiveness, and I used the illustration last week, and I had a bunch of different bags. It's like carrying around all this baggage everywhere you go, and it makes life hard. And when we lay those offenses down one by one, one by one, then we can walk free, or we can run, and we can do so much more. And one of the things that I've really tried to incorporate is being quick to forgive. When something happens, just right then and there, 
you know, I might have to walk in the other room or, or, you know, just, okay, Lord, I need some time to deal with this. I'll deal with it in my quiet time. But I try to make that choice to be quick to forgive because I don't have time to carry around a bunch of extra baggage. I don't have time. I don't have time to waste. I'm, uh, I hate to waste time. It's part of my personality. But I don't have time, and you don't have time to carry around unforgiveness. So there's many benefits that's going to make you liar, a lighter and freer. Yes, so the question was, does it take longer? Something, and yes, some things take longer. Um, there was a big betrayal in my life, and it took years. But I kept working the process, working the process, ejecting the video, ejecting the, you know, he said, she said, he did this, that. And it took a, it took a while for the healing. And other things are, you know, um, so what I mean, other things are easier to forgive. But I've tried to adopt in my life just being right then and there, choosing to forgive. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. I need to chat it out with the Lord more the next morning in my quiet time. Um, but I try to, I try to do that as a, as just a, a practice because it's good for me. And my husband said one time we had we had had a disagreement, and. Uh, Anyway, it, I don't know, an hour later, I walked up and just gave him a kiss. He goes, I don't see how you get over things so quick. And I said, I don't have time to carry around unforgiveness. I love you. Let's move on. You know, and sometimes we have to do that. We have to do that for harmony, for unity. And we let God deal. We let God deal with other people. So how do we forgive and beginning to forgive. And I'm, I'm saying beginning to forgive because oftentimes it is a process. It is a process. So I think number one is we pray and ask God to convict us of anyone we need to forgive. And I think it's important, too, to ask God about anything in our childhood that might be holding us back. And I... I shared, um, one, in one example, um, when I was young, I was overweight and had to wear these big corrective shoes, and I was teased by a lot of kids. And when the Lord was just really doing just an overhaul on me, one of the things that he showed me is he said, you need to forgive those kids that teased you. And I had never, I hadn't really thought about it. It wasn't on my conscious mind but it was in my subconscious. And it was something I needed to let go of because it had affected my self-esteem and my value. I had let it do that, and God was in the process of restoring that. So I want you to take time in your questions to process. There's one question that has you reflect back on your life, and it's interesting things that God will bring up. Um, and then ask God sometimes 
We need to ask God to help us to be willing to forgive. I know that there have been times I've just said, I am fit hopping mad about this. I know I need to forgive, but Lord, I ask you to help me to be willing to forgive. And God meets me there. You know, I'm be, we can be honest with God. He knows our heart anyway. So you may have to say, God, change my heart. You know, when I realized I didn't have to change my heart, that was God's job. But it is my job to take my heart to the Lord and ask for his grace, which we read is available, and ask for his help in the process. I think another key in beginning to forgive is realize that our feelings can lie to us. And we've talked about this a number of times recently. But we can't let our emotions and our feelings dictate things because our feelings can lie to us. We can be deceived by ourselves. One of my prayers, too, is, Lord, you know, show me anything. Reveal truth to me. I love that prayer. God, reveal truth to me. Anywhere where I've believed a lie somebody else has told me, or I've lied to myself, or the enemy's lied to me. The Bible says that <clears throat> Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And it also says that he's the father of lies. So sometimes he can come and whisper in our ears, and then we believe it's truth or gospel. And God's saying, no, 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 no. No, no, no. So understand that your feelings can lie to you. And I use the example um, for women, uh, but I think men can relate too because they live with women oftentimes, is just think of that time during PMS. You know, one week something is a major issue, and the next week it's no big deal. You know, I think our feelings, our hormones affect our thinking sometimes and we have to take take charge of that that's another part of my testimony um, just how the Lord I dealt with that major in in my my life and um, I had to realize that I had to take charge because I kind of said well I have a right to be this way because this is you know PMS week and the Lord said no I've got given you grace I've given you power you need to pick it up and you need to walk in it. So, anyway, don't wait till you feel like forgiveness, forgiving. Forgiveness is a choice. And, you know, for me, I didn't want to just say the words and be fake about it, but I had to choose as an act of my will to do that. And where is that scripture? Um, oh, here it is. In Luke 6, 27 and 28, it says, but um, no, that's not the, the one I'm looking for. It says, but if you forgive, your sins will be forgiven. Notice that word if. Circle that word if, because it's a choice that God gives you and he gives me. And I think something else that's important for those of you that are raising children or will be raising children is that we teach our children to not just say, sorry, that we teach them to say, I am sorry, will you please forgive me? Now, if you're raising kids, that might take your child just a little bit of time. But I began to try to develop that in my children when I was raising them. 
that when they had you know gotten in a squabble with their brother or sister or whatever <laughs> I'll tell you what I used to do um, I would you know say okay you guys are gonna sit there and time out and I would make him sit nose to nose well you can't sit nose to nose with someone very long that you're upset with you know before you knew it they were laughing you know and then I would say okay now you need to ask your brother to forgive you or your sister to forgive you and tell them you're sorry so it was not okay in our house to just say sorry you know develop that in your kids and you'll be training them in forgiveness Corey Ten Boom and those of you that are familiar with her she was in a Nazi concentration camp for a number of years and she's written a book but I love what she says and it goes along with forgiveness is an act of the will she said forgiveness is an act of the will and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart I'm gonna read that again and this is a woman that was being tortured by Nazis and Nazis killed her killed her family forgiveness is an act of the will and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart that's a woman that's really really had to live out forgiveness she has a fabulous testimony so the next thing in beginning to forgive is choose as an act of your will to forgive and ask God to change your heart and your feelings we give that to him we be we're obedient in what we're called to do and then we say here's my heart or here's my heart change it I'm not quite ready to forgive and when we give it to the Lord as long as we're walking in our obedience into what his word says he's gonna meet us right there and you know I've said I'm just gonna read a little prayer but sometimes I've said Lord I don't feel like forgiving I'm mad but I choose as an act of my will to do it because you said so and I need peace in my life another thing in forgiveness that I want to bring out is we don't have to tell when we go when we forgive somebody we don't have to or I'm gonna say need to also go tell them I've forgiven you because that will probably open a can of worms oftentimes it can cause more conflict and they may never admit that they were wrong so save do yourself a favor when you forgive somebody that's between you and the Lord that's between you and your the Lord and if, if we in just a second if we um, if we wait for them to apologize if we wait for them to apologize it may never happen and that's why we have to we have to forgive it's a it's a choice that we have and again you may have to do this number a number of times so don't beat yourself up and keep bringing that pain to the Lord that's in your heart Lord in my simple prayer I'm not complicated in my prayers sometimes my prayers are Lord this still hurts I choose to forgive you know they don't have to be long and complicated they really don't my other my other <laughs> other one is Jesus fix it 
Jesus fix it. You know, it's just sometimes we have to do that to keep to keep going. Um, and pride can keep us. Let me be quick to note that pride can keep us for asking from asking God for forgiveness. You know, pride, it says in the Bible, it tells us it goes before a fall. And so maybe your pride is keeping you from forgiving. So you might have to go to the Lord and ask him and repent of that. And then sometimes we need to forgive God. And here's my illustration in that. And I'll take your story later for the sake of the podcast. I'm going to keep going. Sometimes we need to forgive God. And one of the best illustrations I can say, God doesn't make mistakes, but it was a matter of my heart. Um, I had gotten off the phone and I had had my late husband was an investment um, broker. And so he handled all of that stuff. And I never had to handle the finances in that way. And after he was gone, I did. And I'd gotten off of this two-hour phone call and um, with USAA and dealing with all my stuff. And I was so upset because it was stressful. It was painful. I, had to, I picked up the phone. I mean, I picked not the phone. I picked up a plate, and I threw it across the room. And I've never done that before or since. But I was just angry. And all of a sudden, it was like when it hit and shattered, you know, I, I just kind of froze and I was like, Lord, what is wrong with me? And the thought came to me that I needed to forgive God for taking him. I needed to forgive God that he didn't heal him and that my prayers didn't get answered the way I had wanted. But forgiveness was a big part. And, and, and I just needed to say those words. I don't understand your ways. I don't understand why you took somebody at 52. But Lord, I choose to forgive you. So do you see how it was a matter of my heart? It was a matter, not that God had offended me, but, but he had. He had disappointed me in that way. And I needed to bring that to the Lord so my heart could be healed. So, and then too, I have to bring up in the importance of forgiving ourselves. Sometimes you can be your own worst enemy. And we've all made mistakes. We've all done things we wish we hadn't. We all have said stupid things at times or reacted a way that, you know, we're like, I know better than that. And sometimes we need to forgive ourselves. So what are some keys? And you can write these down in your notes. What are some keys to moving forward and daily practicing forgiveness? Nip it quickly. Nip it quickly. Keep short accounts. Keep short accounts. I was dealing one time with an insurance problem and kept getting the runaround from the representative from the company, from Blue Cross Blue Shield, and went from one person to the next person. Nobody had called me back. I couldn't get it resolved. I needed to get it resolved. It went on and on. And before you know it, I was mad. I was mad. It was robbing me of my peace and joy. And I had to just stop, and I had to choose to forgive them. I had to forgive Home Depot yesterday because they tried to change my time for the third time on getting an installation done. 
And all of a sudden I got angry and I was like, nope, I don't have time for that. You know, so it can be simple things like that, but keep short accounts and move right, move right, right along and develop that mindset of you don't have the time or energy to waste on being mad at people and unforgiving. And another key is keep working the process. Good habits take time to develop. You know, just because you go to the gym one day doesn't make you a star athlete. It's that going back all the time. It's that repetition. And so develop that process of forgiveness. Okay, this one might be a hard pill to swallow. Bless your offender. And what I mean is you can do that in a prayer. You might do them if you see them, you know, just, you know, ask God to bless you. But bless your offender. Now, you, you don't necessarily have to tell them you're blessing them. That's between you and God. But your prayer might look something like, Lord, I choose as an act of my will to forgive so-and-so for doing such and such. And I ask you to bless them. And here's why I'm telling you this. Because it tells us in Luke 6, 27 and 28, I didn't write it, <laughs> I'm just going to read it. <clears throat> it says, bless those that curse you, pray for those that mistreat you. In the Passion Translation, it says, but if you will listen, I say to you, love your enemies and do something wonderful for them in return for their hatred. When someone curses you, bless the person in return. When you are mistreated or harassed by others, accept it as your mission to pray for them. Ooh, you talk about needing grace sometimes and drawing on God's grace, but that's what the Bible tells us to do. That's what it tells us to do. And there's a freedom in that. And I remember one time there had been a leader that had really, really hurt my heart. And I was working through forgiveness. And I read that passage. And I knew that um, he and his wife were having an anniversary coming up. And I felt like the Lord said, I want you to give them some money for their anniversary. And I was like, Lord, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's a way you can bless them. And so I just put a check in the mail and a card and just said, you know, asking God to bless you on your anniversary. But it tells us, the Bible tells us to do that. And there was a freedom that happened once I did it. I, I mean, it made my heart feel so light. And you know how it makes you feel if you do something good for somebody else. You know how that does. Okay, so Romans 12 verse 14 tells us, and this is again the Passion Translation, speak blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. Speak blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. And this is what I call moving in the opposite spirit of what's coming against us. You know, when you feel something's coming against you in some way, 
When we step into that place with God and we move in the opposite of what is coming against us, it gives us more power. And we are the ones that are free. We are the ones that are free. And so, as I wrap up, I just want to give you a minute because you may be sitting there and you may think of somebody or something, somebody has come to mind. And I want to give you an opportunity to practice forgiveness. So I want you to just take a minute to close your eyes. And you may just want to write down one, two, three, however many people just come to, the, to your mind that you need to forgive. And pick one of them. And I just want you to repeat after me. And you can do this quietly or out loud. Um, and we're going to begin the process of forgiveness. This prayer is in your notes. So um, you don't have to take notes at this point. But let me just pray. Lord, thank you for the many benefits of forgiveness. Thank you for your grace that's there for us to forgive. Thank you that you show us how because you love us because we are people of value and you want us to walk free. And so, Father, I just bring, bring my friends to you. Lord, we all need your forgiveness. And so help us to forgive those that have, have hurt us. So you can repeat this after me. Say, God, I choose as an act of my will to forgive blank. When they did blank, and you can name the offense, it hurt. And it caused me pain. And I ask you to forgive me for my unforgiveness towards them. Change my heart. God, I ask you to heal my heart. And set me free. If the pain comes up again, help me to remember to give it to you. I ask you to bless and fill in the blank. And thank you, God, for all the blessings you've given me that I didn't deserve. And I ask you, God, 
to continue to bless me. Thank you for forgiveness. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And help me to be quick to forgive. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I just pray your rich, rich blessing over each one listening. That your grace would meet them every time there's an offense. Father, help, help us to be quick to forgive. Help us to whip out that tool of forgiveness, Lord, and deal with things ruthlessly, to deal with fear like a trespasser, not like a house guest. And Father, I just pray that you would just bring your healing. Lord, your word tells us you bind up the brokenhearted. And for those that are dealing with abuse, betrayal, and some of the big stuff, I just pray your rich healing. Thank you for the promise that you bind up the brokenhearted. And thank you for sending Jesus because you want us to walk in freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.